Hi everyone, it's me, Sabella. Um, <laughs> if I'm being honest with you guys, I've been trying to record this episode for the past like five hours. I will record like 15 minutes and then I'm like, this sounds fucking awful. I cannot put this out into the world. Um, or people are calling me. Like, it's just, I'm trying everything I can to get this done. <laughs> Because I, this is a topic I really want to talk about, this episode. But everything is just getting in my way, and I don't know what it is. Probably all the retrogrades. There's some bullshit going on in the fucking sky. So, I'm going to try. <laughs> if, if this doesn't work, then you know what? We're going to record it another day, and I'm going to upload it another day. Because I'm so frustrated. <laughs> hey, maybe the frustration will add like a little fuel to my fire. Let's see. Um, so today's episode might be a two-parter or the conversation might be two parts. So I wanted to talk today about like witchcraft and new ageism and spirituality. Um, but I wanted to talk about it from a perspective of spiritual appropriation. Um, and then in the next episode, what I want to do is I want to talk about how... Um, Christian religion, Christianity as a whole, like the umbrella. So you have Catholicism, you have um, baptism, Protestantism, uh, Mormonism can be included in that as well. Um, everything under the Christian banner has this notion that everything that is non-Christian is witchcraft, um, which is actually really, really dangerous. And I specifically want to talk about like religious tools. So like... Uh, I saw someone online one time say that Tibetan singing bowls are witchcraft when Tibetan singing bowls have absolutely zero to do with witchcraft. How um, Christians see Hindu gods and think that it's witchcraft and how this obsession with the like idol or the the lack of having an idol in Christianity makes Christians think everything is witchcraft when it's not. Um, so that's a different episode that I want to talk about because that's like a whole different thing I can go on. But today I want to talk about spiritual appropriation. And we all know what appropriation is. Um, if not, we'll do a little brush up. But appropriation is, we, we talk about it in cultural terms. So we talk about cultural appropriation and how someone who is wearing a dashiki and is not African, that is appropriation. Someone who is wearing a bindi and is not Southeast Asian, that's appropriation. Someone who is um, dressing up as a geisha, that's appropriation. Someone who is wearing an indigenous headdress, that's appropriation. So we talk about it culturally. So we have these conversations about cultural appropriation a lot. But I think the conversation when it comes to spiritual appropriation is really missing. Because you can appropriate someone's culture, yes. But you can also appropriate someone's spirituality, someone's religion. And I think that's a really big thing in the new age community in this, this, in this, um, <laughs> that was really funny. Maybe if I just take myself less seriously, <laughs> I can actually do this episode. Um, there is this new age trend going on and it's been going on for a while, but I think in the new millennium, it's hit an all time high where people are really just trying to grasp onto something. Um, there's this quote, I don't know exactly who said it, but I'm sure I'll find it somewhere. Um, but they were like, people 
latch onto spirituality and people get really into new ageism when things feel like they're falling apart. When things feel like it's the end of the world. So we saw a lot of that happening after World War One, especially in England. Um, we saw it happening during World War Two or after World War Two, um, during the Vietnam War. A lot of you know hippie culture was starting to become a thing because people in the Western world felt like the whole entire world was crumbling around them, and they needed some kind of spirituality to attach themselves to. So they were looking towards. Hinduism and Buddhism and even indigenous religions and spirituality and kind of taking from that and making it into this new age like thing. And we're seeing that now in the millennium, you know, in especially in the Western American world, it feels like everything's falling apart at the seams. Right. And to a large extent, it is. We've talked about this. You've heard. So you guys have heard me talk about this. Um so a lot of people who are not attached to a religion or who are like former Christians, former Catholics, um, former Baptists, former X, Y, and Z are getting really into like new age stuff. And a lot of people are calling themselves witches, getting into witchcraft. Now, witchcraft is really a catch-all term. When someone says witchcraft... A lot of people tend to just think of like the Salem witches or tend to think of um, like European or, you know, uh, English witches where they're in the woods and they're, you have a certain image of a witch when you hear someone say that they're a witch, right? And that's because the United States has been founded on Christian principles. So Christians have a certain perspective of witches and the Christianity that the United States has been premised on comes from... England comes from a, like an anglified version of Christianity. So we have this specific idea when it comes to witches. That's why the Wizard of Oz, the witches look like that. Because we have these ideas of witches. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the show, not the new one, not the one that's on Netflix, but the old show, the, the sitcom. We all have these specific ideas of what witches look like and how witches act and what they do and X, Y, and Z. And that's because we have this this anglified christian idea of what witches are now witchcraft is really like i said a catch-all term those aren't the only witches there are witches in every culture in every religion in everywhere so when people start talking about witchcraft they have a very limited notion of what it is a very constrained and small idea of what witchcraft actually is especially when we're talking in America or like in the West. Again, I'll generalize the West. In the West, we have a specific specific idea of what witchcraft is and what a witch is. So when New Agers, millennia, like millennium New Agers are getting into witchcraft, they have a very specific idea of what witchcraft is. And their witchcraft is kind of predicated on the 1960s hippie, like, movement, right? Everyone was, like, burning some sage. Everyone was really into, like, Hinduism. Everyone was really into, like, crystals and charms. Like, look at Janis Joplin. Like, everyone was into that shit. Like, everyone looked like Janis Joplin, right? With the big beads and the big gems and the, the big everything, the long hair, like, the hippie dancing, like, all this shit, right? So the 1960s was really big on that. 
So our ideas of what witchcraft is comes from that idea, comes from that movement, comes from the hippies, right? Which is not wrong on its own. Everyone, this is not me trying to say that spirituality, that your spirituality is wrong or your connection to to God and source and the universe or whatever that it is that you call it, that you consider it, is invalid. I'm not saying that at all. But here I am talking about the whole and how this new millennium movement of people considering themselves witches, and it's mostly white women, Mostly white women are considering themselves witches, right? It's kind of a problem because everyone's getting into these crystals and and sage and gems and all this shit, but not realizing that the supplies are being depleted. Kind of just like with with everything. You know, you have food sources being depleted. Um, You look at quinoa. Quinoa is very big to to certain indigenous communities in Peru. Quinoa became a huge fad in North America, that all this quinoa is being taken from Peru and pumped into the United States because it's a fad now. The same sort of thing is happening with with crystals and sage. The crystal supplies are being depleted because they're being so heavily mined because everyone is into crystals now. You know, these resources are, are getting smaller and smaller and smaller because there's such a high demand for it. Look at Palo Santo. Like, that is being totally depleted. The way that you harvest Palo Santo is it falls off the tree and then you can harvest it, right? And it belongs to certain indigenous communities in Latin America. I don't know specifically exactly what community. I will look it up. I'll put links in the little description so you guys have access to all of that, of course. And also, like, Google it. Don't just take my word for it. Um... But the supplies are being depleted. So now people are going into these areas to get Palo Santo to send it to America so people can buy it. And it's being sent here and they're illegally harvesting it. And it's not regulated. It's, it's so hard to regulate it. So it's just being harvested like nothing else and being shipped off to America so people can purchase it for their quote-unquote spiritual practices. Hi, it's editing me. So I wanted to come on here and add to this fact that there are only 200 Palo Santo trees left in the wild. So about 200 mature Palo Santo trees that are left in the wild. And those 200 trees are going to be illegally harvested for their wood And sent to America and sent to Europe, sent to the West for consumption. And the indigenous people are going to lose this very, very important spiritual tool. So not only are we hurting indigenous people with our consumption of this new ageism, but we are also killing the environment at the same time. We are also destroying entire ecosystems. And that's something that's really important to address. That's what I'm trying to trying to say here is, you know, when I talked a little bit earlier about crystals, it's not just, well, crystals are being mined. It's look at the opal industry in Australia, a multi-million dollar industry digging up opal and it's destroying ecosystems because of the need for opal, because of the need for gems, because of the need for crystals in the West and this new age spirituality thing. 
People are consuming without thinking, right? So spirituality has become a consumption industry once again, like everything else, instead of an industry that is focused on actual spiritual growth. So I think that's a really important thing for everyone to consider. And remember that there are only 200 Palo Santo trees. So next time you see some Palo Santo in a shop or in your witch starter kit at Sephora or at Urban Outfitters, think of where that came from and think of who lost and who is suffering because of this need for spiritual tools in the West. Okay, back to our regularly scheduled program. <laughs> Same with sage. You know, sage is very sacred to certain indigenous communities in the United States. Sage is part of many indigenous community spiritual practices. They use sage for specific things, for specific reasons. It's not to just get rid of any of the bad spirits that are hanging around in your house. It's a herb that they use in very specific ways. It's not just... They harvest it, they dry it, wrap it up, and then burn it. There's a whole thing behind sage and the meaning of it to different indigenous communities. And now, because sage has become so popular in this millennium, everyone has a, has a, a sage smudge. Everyone has a sage smudge. And everyone is burning that shit like, like nothing else. So, because the demand for sage is so high... The sage supplies are being depleted for indigenous people. So now they have less and less access to this important religious tool. So by taking this, you're actually hurting the communities in which that belongs to. And if you're hurting a community in which these spiritual tools belong to, that's not going to work for you. If you think burning some sage that you bought from this crystal shop that you just walked into and the owner happened to be white and you think the sage is going to work, I'm sorry, it's probably not because it's been taken for not the right purpose. And with something like sage, it shouldn't be bought. Hi, it's editing me. Um, so I wanted to jump on here again and um, throw in another little tidbit, but there was a company last year selling a witch starter kit at Sephora and in the starter witch kit was a book of tarot cards or like a stack of tarot cards a little rose quartz crystal I'm pretty sure it was rose quartz and then a sage smudge and a lot of indigenous people spoke up about it and said hey this is really appropriative our sage has nothing to do with witchcraft um, the fact that you're selling a witch starter kit and commodifying this indigenous tool and capitalizing off of not only indigenous people but people's interest in spirituality is really gross and really disgusting and don't make a profit off of this so sephora eventually um you know, took it off the shelves. They were like, all right, we're not going to sell this anymore. But the fact that they even considered it and the fact that they even did shows that they're just in it for profit, right? So these big companies are selling Sage. These big companies are selling Palo Santo. You know, Urban Outfitters is selling it. Like Urban Outfitters, what the fuck does Urban Outfitters have to do with Sage and Palo Santo and spirituality? It's a clothing store. Like, I don't understand why these companies 
are selling sage and selling these spiritual tools, I mean, I, I know why, because they, of course they want to profit off of it. Of course they want to capitalize on the moment of people getting really into spirituality, just kind of like how we were talking about self-care last week. They want to profit off of it. But sage is sacred to indigenous people and should not be sold in some witch starter kit or be sold at an Urban Outfitters or be sold at, I, I believe I even saw it at Nordstrom one time, like online. Don't buy sage from these places. And if you see sage being sold, have a problem with it. Say something because that is not, I don't want to reduce it, but that's not cool. <laughs> like that's not cool at all. Okay, let's get back to our our little podcast now. Like with sage, it shouldn't be bought. You should not be buying sage, especially if the person you're buying sage from is not indigenous, especially if the Palo Santo you're buying does not come from an indigenous person or a person who is connected to it culturally, spiritually, religiously, historically, et cetera, et cetera. So that's why the sage supplies are 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 getting so smaller. The Palo Santo supplies are getting so smaller. The the resources are getting so constrained. Because people now that that this new age mysticism and this witchcraft thing is becoming such a big deal, people are going and and harvesting it to sell in their own shops or are getting someone else to, you know, harvest it for them and they take it and they sell it. And the indigenous people are not even making a profit on it when you shouldn't even be making a profit on it at all. Like that's not the point of these, these sacred items is not, you're not supposed to make a profit. They're not for sale. It's for you and for your connection to God, the universe source, et cetera, et cetera. So with so many people calling themselves witches now and stealing, effectively, the religious and spiritual tools of indigenous people, it's spiritual appropriation, like cultural appropriation, right? And the thing I find fascinating is that there's so many white women calling themselves witches. And they're saying things like, we are the ancestors or we are the descendants of the witches you didn't burn. Okay. So not everyone was a witch back in the day, just so you know. Not everyone was a witch. Not everyone was into witchcraft. So the likelihood of you actually being a descendant from the witches that Christians did not burn is pretty unlikely but also I get it's a metaphor I get it I get it's a total total metaphor so more on like spiritual appropriation I've seen a lot of white women practicing voodoo voodoo is not for white people voodoo was made by Africans African slaves so that they so that way they could practice their indigenous religion and combine it with the Christian religion that was being forced upon them. They used those two things, combined it, and made their own spiritual practice. One, because they had to survive, and two, because they wanted to keep their culture alive. So voodoo is a very specific thing to very specific people. 
not everyone can practice voodoo. Not everyone can be involved with voodoo. Just like Santeria. Not everyone is so it, not everyone can be involved with that. Because it is a specific religion and a specific spiritual practice that combines the Catholicism that was forced upon indigenous people and the original indigenous spiritual and religious practices before colonization. So seeing people appropriate these things that don't belong to them into their witchcraft is like, hang on, do you not understand the history of this? Do you not understand the violence that occurred that caused voodoo to become its own religion? Do you not understand the violence that occurred that caused Santeria to exist? It didn't just pop up out of nowhere. There was a lot of deep pain and hurt and suffering and colonization that happened that made these spiritual practices come to be. So when I see white people and white women appropriate these religions it's like hold up wait you have your own if you want to be a witch you have your own europe has a long standing history of witchcraft england has a long standing history of witchcraft that is their own so if you want to practice witchcraft Follow your own family line and practice the witchcraft that belongs to you so you stop stealing and appropriating religions that do not belong to you. And you're not depleting the supply of the sage that indigenous people need, to need that they use. And sage is not even a part of witchcraft. Sage is not even a part of New Ageism. Sage is its own specific thing, just like the Tibetan singing bowls. They are their own specific thing. They have nothing to do with witchcraft. Like, I, I hope this stuff is making sense, and I hope the spiritual appropriation thing makes sense, because it's such a big issue. It is such a big thing. When... The Atlantic slave trade was happening. When slaves got here, they weren't allowed to practice their indigenous religion. They were not allowed to believe in their indigenous practices. They were not allowed to have any connection to their own spirituality. Christianity was forced upon them. Or else they would die. And a lot of people were killed because they were considered witches. They saw, colonizers saw what Africans were doing and were like, this is witchcraft. Of course, they had no fucking clue what actual witchcraft was or what indigenous people were practicing. Had, no, had not even an ounce of respect for their own spiritual beliefs. That they colonized them and then took them as slaves killed millions of Africans in the slave trade because they were like, well, they don't believe in Christianity. They're savages. They're X, Y, and Z. They practice witchcraft. Like, it's, an, it's mind-boggling to me. So they brought them here, and they weren't allowed to practice their own religion, their own spirituality, and Christianity was forced upon them. So they created their own religion that combines the two, that reconciles the two worlds in which they were now forced to live between. 
So when you're taking ocean as a white woman or a non-African person and you're taking ocean and putting ocean into your spiritual practices, do you not understand how much pain and suffering went into to preventing people from praying to ocean? There's a lot of history behind how these spiritual practices came about. And they're not for everyone to take. Even if we look at British colonialism in India, many British regarded Hinduism to be devil-worshipping or witchcraft. When it's not, it has nothing to do with witchcraft. Again, I don't know how many times I need to say this. Yes, are there Hindu witches? Of course, there's witches in everything. There's, there's witches in every religion you can ever think of. There's orthodox witches. Like, there are witches in everything. But, Hindus are not practicing witchcraft. Even today, my own boyfriend gets called a devil worshiper because he's Hindu. People come to his door and try to convert him to Christianity because he's Hindu and because they believe it's like the devil's work. This shit is still happening. So when people appropriate so when people appropriate Hindu gods into their witchcraft it's very unnerving because do you not understand the history tied to that? How people were killed because they were Hindu? How people were killed because they were African? How people were killed simply because they weren't Christian? Do you not understand that? So that's when the spiritual appropriation comes in. And I feel like I'm coming off super aggressive and it's probably because I'm irritated because I've had to try to record this like five million times. But it's... It's so dangerous. Even if it's just like... It feels so small. It's so dangerous because it's tied to such bigger things. Indigenous people were not allowed to practice their own religion for hundreds of years. Indigenous people did not get their rights to practice their native indigenous religions until like the 1970s. The 1970s, that's not that long ago. Indigenous people were barred from their spiritual practices, barred from burning sage, that a small herb were barred from doing that because they were not Christian because they were deemed as less than. And here, this huge wave of non-indigenous people and white people are taking sage from reservations or just taking sage anywhere that they see it, drying it, making it into bushels, and selling it. Selling it. Non-indigenous people should not be making money off of sage. I said it earlier. I'll say it again. There's that history of it. How can you make a profit off of a spiritual tool that people were oppressed from using? 
You can't in good conscience. I keep saying it over and over again, and I want people to understand supplies are being depleted so heavily. And you're taking something, you're taking a spiritual tool away from people who have used it for thousands and thousands of years. You're taking gods from other religions that have been prayed to for thousands and thousands of years, appropriating them into your spirituality without recognizing the cost that it has had for those people. People have died because their religion was called witchcraft. People have been enslaved because their religion was called witchcraft. That is dangerous. So we need to get out of this this weird appropriation that's going on. And again, you can connect to spirituality in any way that you want. If you have found spirituality somehow, some way, that is fantastic. But be conscious of what you're using and how you're using it and why you're using it. Be conscious of what those gods or what those, those tools mean. Be conscious of who those things belong to if they are not yours. Appropriation can happen in everything. And the spiritual appropriation is a really big deal. And like I've outlined, it's really dangerous. Resources are being depleted. People have been killed. There has been genocide over spirituality and over religion. Spirituality is a very good thing. Being connected to God, the universe, whatever it is that you want to call it, is a very good thing. It's not bad, but we need to be conscious of how we're doing it. And we need to be aware of who we're hurting if we're using specific tools and using specific forms of spirituality. And especially with the history of colonialism. Especially with the history of colonialism. That barred people from practicing their own religions for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. Because it was deemed as witchcraft. Because it was deemed as not good. Because it was deemed as devil worshipping in the next episode I do plan on continuing this conversation but talking about how Christianity as a whole deems everything non-Christian as witchcraft because I think that's really dangerous too and we need to have a really big conversation about that because again people have died because of it people have suffered really deep loss and pain because of it Because colonialism and Christianity are very deeply tied together, unfortunately. So we'll have a conversation about that next time. Um, But I hope you guys liked it. Um, I hope it made sense. I keep saying it because I'm just like, I'm having such a hard time communicating today. It's just really difficult for me to even just say a sentence. Um, 
But I am going to go now. I hope you guys have a really good day. And I'll talk to you later. Bye.